Okay, so welcome to the new episode of uh, That IT Show podcast. Uh, today we are going to be talking about the uh, Apple's Formula One launch. Super short, super fast, super something launch about everything that matters of, about uh, Apple's MacBooks and uh, iMacs. We're going to go over the topics of what they bring to the table, what are the changes, what is new. We're going to talk about pricing, technical aspects. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things that are still there and as, as annoying as always. We're going to unravel a bit of uh, Apple's marketing that always seems to do the same things and everything related to that. So with that being said, welcome to the new episode of uh, That ID Show podcast and let's roll the intro. Okay, Mr. Multimedia Catman, what's up? Why the Multimedia Cat? Because you have multiple cats running around and I can hear them. Ah, I was thinking about the cat from Red Giant. So, mm. uh, he, he, he was way, way, way cooler than me. Uh, no, nothing. Nothing is happening. I just, uh, when I was preparing, in the 30 seconds it took me to prepare and to take in everything that... Uh, was spoken about uh, on the scary fast uh, launch event i noticed the uh, known signature or known modus operandi of uh, apple's marketing mm -hmm. and the way that the uh, rest of the journalists basically don't care about what is being said as long as they can copy paste it mm. so I just noticed the uh, complete lack of uh, objectivity complete lack of uh, critical thinking, uh, copy pasting irrelevant graphs without uh, X and Y uh, axis being having even remotely labeled. Um, uh, no, it, uh, the, even even remotely having any markings at all. So it's uh, fifty time fifty percent faster than nothing, or uh, thirty percent slower than the other thing, and so on. And I must say that the first thing that uh, actually drew my attention to the event because I couldn't care less about the event itself. Me neither. Uh, because we, uh, both of us were expecting that the M3 is going to come, uh, is going to come to the market. We, or at least I was expecting that the M3 is going to uh, come to the market in some form factor that is going to be too expensive to be uh, mainstream. Mm -hmm. So that uh, they are going to artificially try to limit the number of uh, units that are, uh, I wouldn't say required, but the units that the people are expected to buy. Mm -hmm. So they are not going to release a mainstream uh, laptop. They decided to release um, uh, different different Mac, Mac Pros and... Uh, MacBook Pros. Uh, Mac, MacBook Pros and they, uh, uh, they released uh, iMacs. Mm -hmm. Of course, they compared the uh, apples to oranges, so they compared the new iMacs to the old Intel models, not to the M1 models. But the thing that I wanted to start with first is the this product launch has been filmed with iPhone uh, 15 Pro Max. Can I thing. can I interject be before that to just say something about the length of the uh, of the introduction, and then you can go with the uh, 
uh, yes. shot on iPhone thing because we can dunk on that all night long. Uh, so they are super short keynote. Uh, I've found a reference somewhere that it is uh, 50% shorter than their latest shortest keynote that they ever had. And I have to say, power to you, uh, Apple, make your events as short as possible because either way you bore us to death with, with the bullshit events that you usually do. Now you can go okay, to. But, now you can go to. But way, way, way back then, when the Steve Jobs was doing them, uh, it was considered uh, basically holy mass. So the event itself needed to have some exposition. They needed to have uh, uh, the gathering of the faith. The hordes uh, needed. The sorry. The hordes. The horse, no, the gathering of the faithful. Yeah, ye faithful, so, all ye faithful. So, and then, then uh, you needed some sort of approval, uh, people hailing and saying, "This is the best thing I've uh, ever seen." Yes, the and then one last thing, thing, etc. And the one last thing, thing, and the other things that uh, were part of the uh, part of the thing. But first, I want to say this was. Uh, supposed to be a live stream mm -hmm. i got uh, a distinct uh, feeling that the live stream was pre-prepared it was because but they they were announcing that this is going to be a live stream from the uh cupertino uh apple's cupertino's uh place i didn't notice that but okay yes it it's it, it says it says that uh, this is supposed to be a live stream and then uh the parts of it were obviously uh, filmed before, uh, be, uh, film, uh, uh, as a pre-prepared uh, material. Mm -hmm. It was obviously uh, color corrected. It was obviously done, and they are not hiding it. Yeah, because in the uh, extremely confusing the uh, filmed on iPhone 15 uh, sketch, mm -hmm. because I'm going to call it a sketch from now on, because it's it's <laughs> nothing other than that. Uh, they said that uh, they had a, a, a material that was completely prepared for color correction and for editing. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for uh, the Black Magic. Kudos to Black Magic to, uh, for providing the uh, new uh, Black Magic software for the iPhones. But they have a Black Magic software that is able to uh, do the ProRes um, uh, ProRes recording. It was recorded in Apple's new format, though, not in ProRes. But yes. Yes, but uh, it also supposedly supports ProRes, mm -hmm. and I'm much more excited about ProRes than the Apple's new format, because as, as they say, the formats are a great, a great way of uh, choosing another thing that uh, is going to make your life miserable. I have, but I have, I just have to interject here, and I'm, I apologize for that because you pinched a nerve now. Okay. You like ProRes. Next time when we do a, a live event, as we did at the beginning of this week, you are doing the clips. And then I'm going to make you love ProRes again, because Blackmagic, HyperDeck, ProRes, and everything else compatibility, please, for the love of everything that's holy, make it work finally. After years of waiting, now you can go on. That it's Your problem is that you just basically uh, need, to see, uh, need to see the light and need to see the uh, vision of uh, that Blackmagic is pushing on its, its own disciples. Oh, but I saw the light. I saw the light. I bought, I bought Adobe C, uh, CC. I have media encoder now. I made settings that work. Now everything is easy. But before that, every single time when I had to do that for 
uh, hyperdeck I had so issues. So you 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 have become a media professional. No, anyways, um, <laughs> I'm going. That's what happens when you work for a company that has large marketing department without marketing people doing things. I'm going to skip on this and I'm going to just remain remain calm and uh, <laughs> talk more about the film on iPhone 15. Go ahead. So let's start with the thing that bothers me. Uh, yes, the event was filmed on uh, iPhone 15. Yeah, there's a yes, the there's iPhone a video 15, explaining how that happened. Yes, the uh, the iPhone 15 has an amazing chip that captures the video. The thing that bothers me a little bit is that uh, some of the frames that the iPhone was uh, held by mm -hmm. uh, were, I would call them more expensive than the, uh, than the phone itself. Um, yes, because, okay, they made custom frames on the iPhone because they needed holders. Then they used uh, space cams, they used uh, dollies, they used uh, lifts, they used uh, cranes, uh, cams, steady cams. Cranes, uh, basic, basically everything that is uh, available right now to any high-end production. Yeah, they used uh, lighting that's very cheap. Pictures, uh, that by themselves cost uh, probably a couple of iPhones each. Uh, they used the complete crew that was probably fifty or a hundred people uh, behind the scenes mm -hmm. just to create. Um, uh, filmed with iPhone feeling. Mm -hmm. What normal people would, a uh, normal per person would expect is that saying you can film it on iPhone, you're going to get your iPhone and film it. Mm -hmm. That's it. You are not going to get your iPhone and your 100 best pals, uh, <laughs> pay, the, pay them a million dollars to get some stuff together and then go and film something. Why not if it's possible? Okay, I would like to see an Apple Care package about this. <laughs> I agree with you. It's going to probably include a helicopter. Or, or a couple of drones. Oh, we forgot the drones. No, no I didn't. I, I mentioned drones, but you maybe missed ah, it. Okay. It's okay. So I, I, I forgot about the drones. Yeah, I definitely and the other thing, uh, And the other thing that was uh, basically bothering me was the staging of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, because for a live event, I would like to see... Okay. The opening scene with uh, uh, the opening uh, big CEO talks about the campus. That that, that looks that looked amazing. The lighting was just per perfect. Everything was done uh, perfectly. Mm -hmm. But then those scenes that are completely staged with uh, actors uh, acting as uh, scientists and uh, doctors and the um, <laughs> fake. Uh, laboratories and fake uh, libraries and so on and so on. It was way, 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 way too much. Uh, it just, it just didn't fit. I know that this is just marketing, are, but it just didn't fit. Are you saying that uh, Apple made an event which made them look like a bunch of posers? Uh, yes, this is one thing. And the other thing is that uh, they are a bunch of posers because posing sells. We know that it's not. Uh, it's not what you uh, say. Uh, what you are selling it's, it's just what you are telling that you are selling. Hmm. And with that, with that thing uh, said, let's go over the things that they are selling us right now. Oh Lord! Can I start? Yes, I was expecting you to start. I actually looked a little bit into this and watched a couple of videos, including the launch video, because the launch video is 
an example in some somewhat technical yet at times misleading uh, technical marketing and PR while at the same time conveniently leaving out some of the details which a lot of people will definitely not like and we're going to discuss all of those and I have multiple uh, let's say bones to pick with Apple about that they basically launched three different chips uh, in terms of just general model names so M3 M3 Pro and M3 Max and some of the technical details that they added with the, with the launch in terms of the information purely so mesh shading ray tracing whatnot the graphs that compared uh, a performance to M1 or Intel you know it's like uh, we are discussing X lovers or something which really uh, it's been it's been a while Apple get over it you're boring uh, the end result of that okay, if you let, let me interject there just with a quick note about the Intel, also being the uh, the one that didn't forget the breakout uh, breakup and said, uh, no, 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 we are not going to do the ARM uh, in the foreseeable future. We are going to stick to uh, to our chips. So, but that was in relation to Qualcomm, not in relation to Apple. Yes, but uh, I think that uh, Qualcomm or, or ARM is just a red flag for Intel right now. It it might be. We we're going to see that because Intel has capacity to produce ARM chips as well, and I think that they're doing something about it. It was uh, in some of the articles months ago. But again, going back to, to the original topic, what, what I find to be super reminiscent of an episode that we did months ago about Apple's mobile lineup, in which you correctly, at the beginning of the episode, said, yeah, you need to buy the base model, we're done. What I find to be super uh, user unfriendly now is that if you go to Apple's website and start browsing to the available, I, I don't want to say the word, the word models, but let's say models, you have more cheap SKUs than the models in the new M3 family of products. And it's super confusing the way in which they present that information on the website. And it's super confusing for me uh, I tend to, I have, uh, let's say, 20 years of experience reading through the marketing BS on various, you know, uh, manufacturers' website or even more, just like you. And I find it to be very difficult to go through some of the things that are written there. The, the thing that uh, was really touted as very important is the fact that the chips are built on, uh, by using TSMC's free nanometer process. We're going to come back to this a little bit later. And they also, uh, in one of the slides in the presentation, they compared M1, M2, and M3 in terms of dye area and some other characteristics. M1 roughly 120 millimeter uh, square dye, M2 155, uh, and based on A14 and A15, while uh, most people say that the latest chip is based on A17 Pro chip, which is like skipping a generation or so when uh, looking into M1 and M2. They are basically shooting for the best process, performance, energy efficiency, but not necessarily the price, uh, which we will definitely discuss a little bit later. Uh, a lot of people agree, and I, I, th I also have a, uh, like a hunch that this might be the truth. The reason why they have so many SKUs, and the SKUs are really weird, actually, in terms of the number of the cores and GPU cores and memory and whatnot, is related to the yield problems that TSMC might have with the process that they are using for this chip. 
because they are on the way to introducing a new process which will be significantly better, according to TSMC, by the way. So which means that uh, I would say that the Apple is doing the old school NVIDIA stuff with, you know, uh, binning the chips and trying to make as many MBPs, uh, MacBook Pros and uh, uh, as many uh, iMacs left and right with whatever working chips it can get from TSMC because they seem to have some yield problems there. But the amount of different types of chip configurations that they have on their website is just, it's silly. And not only that, they have various silly memory combinations as well. And then they're pairing all of this with the silly color combinations. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word silly power, uh, color combination because I think that the, uh, one of the things that they did is an actual masterstroke in marketing. I think that they're going to sell a gazillion of the black ones because they haven't had the black MacBook for quite a while now. No, no, no. I'm just talking right now. I'm talking about the IMAX. Uh, IMAX. Oh, uh, you mean? Because IMAX come in uh, blue, pink, silver and green. Can I add something to that? Yes. Because you're going to definitely like this. Uh, there are certain IMAX colors that cost more. Purple, yellow, and orange, I think that they, these are the models that cost $200 more because reasons. Okay, but it, it could be that it's something about uh, having, to prepare the, having to prepare the metal or whatever, and uh, the process is, is more complicated. But I, think it's hipster, no, I think it's hipster POS in both of the acronym meanings of if, the POS. If that's, if that's it, it's, it's his, his text, I'm completely for it. Yeah. It's just if you can, if you can make if, if you can create a hipster text that is going to make uh, people pay more for uh, colors that nobody's using because I uh, to be completely honest I would like a green uh, iMac why why not I'm, I'm sick and sick and tired of uh, just having the stuff that is uh, either gray or black or uh, beige uh or brown brown so are, are we care. are we in top gear are we talking about the upholstery in the all day you know 70s 80s cars yes but uh we are not but we could have been because this uh this thing that they are uh, right now creating on the market is almost as upholstery uh was back problems then. Yeah. with the old cars uh, and the other thing is that um right now the uh, number of it's not just the number of, of SKUs, it's the number of different models of everything that uh, Apple is right now pushing on the market. Yeah. If you go to the page in which you have all of the models of available Apple hardware, you're going to get. In, in the in the episode months ago, we said option paralysis. This is going to be option par paralysis squared. Yes, because if you are looking for a new device, you're going to get either an M1 or M2 or M3. You can still, okay, I don't think that this is completely correct, but uh, supposing you can still buy uh, Intel-based models. You uh, can. Models. I checked. Uh, you have devices that are uh, computers, so Mac minis, that are less expensive than uh, phones. Mm -hmm. You have a plethora of uh, notebooks that are, I wouldn't say exactly alike, but... They are not uh, that different. So, MacBook Air is not that different. 15-inch uh, model with uh, M2 is not that different from the Mac Pro, MacBook Pro. So, you have 
everything that you don't need and i think and i still stand by it the m1 model for the, of the uh, air is the the computer to buy right now i need to add something for, for an average person yeah okay or m2 whatever the start and the other thing and the other thing that uh, the price went up the price for the uh, macbook air m1 um went up 40 percent uh, 40 uh, from when i bought it mm. here in croatia that's really weird okay let's go let's go back to the pricing a little bit later because there is something to dunk on on imax even worse than what we started with so the imax are still devices that have 10 10 gigabit usb two ports they still have gigabit ethernet that's not a standard on every single model which is absurd uh, the base model has 256 gigabyte SSD, which is absurd squared. Nobody wants that. Uh, then uh, the my favorite part is that Apple is really pushing their you know lightning lightning cable based agenda still, and the keyboard and the mouse are still lightning based for the iMac. Yes, and the keyboard and the mouse is that uh, that stupid thing that you uh, have to turn uh, it on the charge. head and you have to put the cable in its back. Yes. Yes. It's the stupidest thing ever. But the thing that is that when you're buying an iMac right now, mm -hmm. the base model is going to be M1 with 8 gigabytes of RAM. Mm -hmm. If you're buying the new M3, mm -hmm. you're also going to get 8 gigabytes of RAM. Yeah. And this is, this is completely puzzling for me. Because I understand the problem with uh, putting that much uh, RAM on the die. I'm... I understand the complexity and and, and whatnot, but having a device that is supposed to be a production device intended for some sort of I don't know video editing, photo editing, and so on, that has okay I wouldn't say amazing but a decent display that looks decent, mm -hmm. and then put only eight gigabytes of memory into it, I think it's completely wrong. We had the discussion actually multiple times offline without uh, talking about it on the podcast, but having eight gigabytes of memory uh, in a way in which it's used in the M1, M2, M3 families is vastly different to having eight gigabytes of RAM on the motherboard uh, via the regular DRAM sticks. But I get your point and you're correct. I mean, it's that, uh, if nothing else, in, in terms of their hipster marketing, it doesn't sound good. And the other thing is that... Uh both macbooks uh iMacs and ipads are more or less becoming the same device when in different uh, with different hinges hmm. do you think so, that that's going to converge in some point i think that it already has okay because uh, iMac right now looks like an ipad with a hinge on it on the back it's basically a slim device that uh, is slim enough that it contains the hardware, entire the entirety of the hardware is inside the device, and you have a hinge on the back, so, so you have a stand. The iPad is a little bit uh, thinner, mm -hmm. and the Mac Pro is basically more or less the same thickness, but it it has a keyboard, so the keyboard needs to be somewhere. Mm -hmm. But they are becoming the same device. Okay. I don't see them converging anytime soon at the end of the day, just like I don't see them creating some kind of a touch uh, touch screen MacBook, which they could have done years ago. 
But I think that the, the, the one thing that has changed, and this is a big shift uh, in what uh, Apple is doing, mm -hmm. is that when Jobs was running the shop, mm -hmm. you had an iPhone, you had the iPhone, this, this iPhone was the, uh, the current iPhone, you had the generation before it, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Then they decided they're going to have two iPhones, so they're going to create an iPhone that is going to be a smaller one and a bigger one. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in terms of uh, screen size, mm -hmm. but still, you had two models with the, for the iPhone. Okay, you basically had four because you had uh, less memory and more memory, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Right now, they are selling everything from iPhone 11 to iPhone 15, mm -hmm. and right now they have uh, 13 different models on the website here in Croatia. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm talking about just about the models. When you take into account the number of combinations with uh, in regards to memory and all the other things that you can uh, choose with in your iPhone, we are talking about probably low hundreds of uh, different uh, types of phones that you can buy. Mm -hmm. And this is confusing. Yeah. Because why would I buy an uh, iPhone that is uh, five years old? Mm -hmm. uh, and why would I even think about anything that is i would say middle class because the middle of the middle of the pack right now is something like 1200 euros holy moly so right now the price of the some of the imax is lower than the price of the iphone yeah we we had the discussion already and it's just pure insanity it's just because insanity. if you go with the if you go the, the for the uh, for the here in croatia i'm talking about the croatian price because i'm looking at them if you're uh, going for iPhone 15 Pro Max with one terabyte of storage, mm -hmm. it's 2,179 euros. Okay. So it's much more than the, what you would pay for an iMac mm -hmm. or a MacBook Pro. Mm -hmm. And you can at the same time buy uh, iPhone 11, mm -hmm. that is, uh, we must say it, five years old, and you are going to pay something like 600 euros for it. Okay, how about we end the discussion about iPhones because that's not what the, the what the event was about. But I take your metaphor and I agree with you completely. But this I, 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 the, super the metaphor, confusing. Uh, the, the event was about being scary, <laughs> and right now Apple is being scary. Yeah, it's uh, you know November first, scary Halloween, scary. Yes, <laughs> more, more more like Remembrance Day, scary. But then okay. Uh, we, we seem to remember how the Apple used to be. Yeah. Okay, going back to the topic of MacBooks, uh, they removed the 13-inch model. I would say good riddance. Nobody wants that anymore, at least. Although it was, uh, I saw some reports that it was one of the most uh, most sold models for reasons passing understanding. We are talking pros or we are talking airs? We are talking about MPPs. There are no new airs right now. Okay. Only pros. Uh, they only have 14 and 16 model, 14 uh, inch M3 base model, if I'm not mistaken, is something like 1599, which is more than what it used to be for the uh, model with M2. I think it's like $200 or something like that more. 16 inch uh, M3 base model, and I'm looking at their webpage on my second monitor right now, starts at 2499. And if I was a little bit more arrogant than I am, um, but I'm not, I would say that uh, a lot of the 
message that we sent to Apple, and, and we were not the only ones. I've checked uh, on YouTube uh, across multiple months since we did the episode about the App, Apple's mobile lineup. Everybody says the same thing, which is that uh, exactly the same thing which you said, uh, which is that uh, you need to buy the base model and you're happy. And I would say that they they realize that they're selling all like the most of the models that they're selling are the base models, and that's why they increase the price. Goes without saying that that's logical from the capitalistic standpoint. And I think that this is the reason why they're still pushing for the M2 and uh, in regards to entry model because the M2 is something that they can probably produce in numbers. Yeah, that's a that's good. M3 M3 is probably going to be the model that they are able to do. But they are not completely sure that they're going to be uh, able to uh, produce them in any noticeable numbers. When, no when we talk about noticeable numbers, we are talking millions because uh, Apple sh is operating on that scale. Mm -hmm. So I think that they uh, have a smallish problem with uh, producing the M3 chip. So they're just going to play with the prices for the M2. And as I said, uh, I have a MacBook Air 1. Mm -hmm. M1. Uh, I didn't see any problems with any of the applications uh, running on that uh, that computer. But mm -hmm. it actually uh, surprised me that the price of the computer went up. Probably it's market forces. Probably a lot of people want to buy it for some reason. There is no other explanation. Or, or they need to cut. They need to cut the losses and need to uh, inflate the price. Uh, uh, basically just to make people buy different models. So the problem that I see is that they are trying to push for the model that is going to uh, become the, the standard model and I think that they are trying to do it artificially. Mm -hmm. They are trying to push the model, uh, the price of the core model up. They are lowering the price of the core model that they are trying to uh, create as, as the new standard, so the M2. And they are trying to uh, get people to buy uh, pros because Right now, there is no reason for buying a MacBook Pro. I cannot, I cannot see any reason that uh, will make sense when it regards to uh, when it makes any sense to doing anything that is uh, can be considered even video editing or something like this. I think because you can edit. Yeah, I think you are uh, making good good point, and I would like to expand on this. Uh, I have a bunch of technical information that kind of furthers your point. Uh, so they removed 13-inch, which means you can uh, now buy 14-inch with the base model, which was not available before. In the typical Apple style, they, uh, add, of course, increased the price, as I mentioned. Uh, and I also talked about the fact that most people bought the base model, which is the reason why they increased the price. So that's what it is. But it actually gets worse than that. So you have, for example, two models, 8-core GPU, 10-core GPU. Uh, base models with 8 gigs of memory, 512 uh, gigabytes of SSD. And you have uh, also the one terabyte SSD version with price difference being something like $200. Then they changed and played with the number of cores. Efficiency cores, uh, Apple, Apple states that they have roughly 30% more performance compared to M2 and up to 50% more than M1. But at the same time, they kind of switched the numbering of the cores. So uh, six, six, six performance, six efficiency cores. You have basically a, re a reduction in the amount of P3 
speakers on many of the models. So just as an example, we had six plus four, six performance, four efficiency cores combination, and eight four uh, perf performance uh, efficiency cores in M2 Pro. Now we have five six and six six, which every way, any way you look at it, is a reduction. So uh, I would kind of uh, like like to put this information on the table to add what you already described, and I would say that Apple is definitely programming us to um, accept lower performance for higher price and pushing a specific model that costs more as the standard model. I would say that you're completely correct there. I think that this is, uh, this is what I would do. If this you were Apple. What we, have, what we have seen from uh, Nokia, we have seen this from Samsung, we have seen this from uh, a lot of other producers. What Apple didn't do is they usually didn't do it um, uh, so blatantly. Mm -hmm. But uh, right now, I think that both Apple and uh, Intel are doing the same thing. Intel is right now uh, pushing for a model, so they have a 14, uh, 14 series uh, chips that are more or less completely the same as the 13th generation of the chips. Most people say that as well. And they are trying to say that this is something that is new. Uh, simply because they need to buy the time. Uh, I think that Apple is right now buying the time because they are unable to produce the M3 chips uh, in numbers. They are unable to produce uh, the bread and butter of the chips that they need for the new iPhone. So they are probably uh, not trying to waste time and uh, processing plants on doing the chips that don't have enough yield. Mm -hmm. So they are probably pushing, because the, right now the iPhone is the, the best seller. Hmm. So they're trying to make money on the iPhone, they're trying to, trying to make money on the lower, lower end uh, laptops. And then it makes sense to have the lower end laptops uh, more expensive. There's actually more to, that, to the story. Even some of the more expensive versions of the chips uh, like with six performance, six efficiency cores. Nowadays, they have 18 core GPU. It used to be 19. And this just points to some, some sort of binning being done and problems with the yields. But it doesn't stop there, actually. So M3 Pros have a lower memory bandwidth from 200 gigabytes per second on M2 Pro, Pro uh, uh, for the old generation, M2 Pro, 250 on M3, and which points to a slower memory bus. So they are cutting things uh, for either technical or money or both reasons. I don't know what it is. Then um, this might have something to do. I, I actually thought about this uh, uh, today in the afternoon. Maybe it might have something to do with the fact that they increased the amount of memory for some of the models. For example, they moved from 16 gigabytes to 18 gigabytes of memory. It's just plain weird. The numbers just don't make sense. And when you go to M3 Max, for example, that's where the, the, the weirdness becomes peak weirdness. Memory bandwidth on the slower model, which has 10 performance cores, 4 efficiency cores, and 30 GPU cores, is 300 gigabytes per second. While the faster one, which has 12 performance cores, 4 efficiency cores, and 40 uh, GPU cores, is 400 gigabytes per second, which is different to what it was in M2, which was 400 for all if I remember correctly. So it's just weirdness everywhere. And that weirdness uh, actually continues in the configuration tool when you go to their uh, web page, because the way in which you make selection 
in the latest model uh, is a little bit infuriating. And people just need to try that because sometimes you, uh, when you go to, for example, M M3 Pro or M3 Max, you have multiple SKUs there. And the way in which the price updates doesn't necessarily work uh, in the way in which you expect. It's just something that's really weird. You have to see it for, for yourself. But for me, even forgetting about all of the weirdness of uh, the website or the numbers of the cores PE or GPU or gigabytes per second or whatever. My primary, uh, let's say, bone to pick is actually the pricing. Because the pricing st structure is literally infuriating. So base M3 model, basically the same, but there is uh, the, the base uh, M3 model, sorry, is the, the same, but there are you know, price increases on the M, uh, on the faster CPUs and M3 Max. In it, we are talking nowadays about devices that can cost $3,500, $400 or $4,000, what, what not. I think that they are basically doing what you said, which is let's price some of the models out of the market reach, uh, in, uh, out of the, let's say, reality of what somebody is going to pay and buy because of the yield problems. Um, to have a little bit of positive news, they actually have a 128 gigabyte M3 Max model if you want to spend $5,000 on a laptop that has a terabyte SSD, which is again infuriating. And they uh, improved the display 600 versus 500 nits. But most people are saying that this was something that the old display was capable of, and there were applications that were uh, capable of enabling that. So maybe they just built that into the OS. Uh, the additional weirdness, this is my favorite part. You know I love talking about ports on laptops. That's my subspecialty in which I usually, you know, say a lot of uh, negative things. Um, the base model has two Thunderbolt 4 ports now. M3 Pro and Max have three, uh, three Thunderbolt ports, ports, which is less than what it used to be. It used to be four. Uh, then we have the base model with a slightly smaller battery. 70 watt hours compared to 72.4 for the models that are faster and they say that uh, even though the battery is smaller it has a better battery life which is definitely possible as these cores are quite 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 efficient but my favorite part and this is something that i discussed on uh, the episode that we did months ago is actually the idiotic limitations that we have on the amount of external displays so let me try to wrap uh, sum this up for you uh, uh, if you are talking about M3 and uh, uh, M3, so the base model, you can only have one external display. If you have M3 Pro, that's two. And if you have M3 Max, that's four displays. And I actually went and searched a little bit because both of us use those refurbished Lenovo laptops. And when I was searching through some of the support documents on Lenovo's website, I was like, boy, Apple, do you know how to piss us off in terms of these stupid, idiotic limitations that you have? I mean, basically, uh, I, you can buy a second-hand Lenovo that's 10 years old with uh, the UltraDock, which is going to cost roughly 600 bucks or 600 euros, depending on the market where you are, and you can rock six displays, no problem, which is more than what Apple can offer in their M everything generation of laptops. Basically, you end up with a laptop that's stuck in terms of uh, display connectivity somewhere in mid-2000s or something like that. Uh, 
And I don't see the reason why that should be that. We have ports, we have everything. I mean, what the hell is the problem? It's not like Thunderbolt 4 can't handle more than that what they're offering. But they are putting these artificial limitations for whatever reason. They know what it is. I don't. And I do not appreciate that. Still, they're trying to... They're still trying to be, you know, uh, dictate how they want you to use the laptop that you buy. That's what they're doing. I think that I know what the reason is. Please enlighten me. I think that the reason is uh, the lies behind the idea of having a GPU and CPU in the same die. Okay. Because if you, if you limit the amount of uh, memory available to that uh, CPU-GPU combination, okay. you are unable to drive more than a couple of displays because you don't have enough memory to drive those. There is a solution to that problem. Yes, I know that there is a solution to this problem, but uh, since they painted the corner, uh, right now they're stuck in, the, uh, stuck in it. I mean, so, they had the same problem with Intel generation of laptops, and that problem was solvable by using external Thunderbolt chases, which they also tried to kill many, many times, external to so eGPUs, but it still worked. You know that you borrowed me uh, a VGA card yes, for that, yes, and yes, I yes, bought, no, but... and that worked really well. They have no, uh, no problems with that. It worked even better on the PC because I could stick any kind of GPU in, but still, it worked on my laptop. The interesting thing is that uh, Apple seems to be pushing for gaming right now. Yeah. They are talking about shaders. They are talking about uh, that Ray tracing. Uh, elusive thing that they are calling dynamic caching. Yes. Which seems to be uh, able to use the memory uh, as the memory should be used. Correct. But I know that the quote that actually got me laughing was the quote uh, from one of the one of the articles about new uh, MacBooks that said Apple has now everything it needs to dominate gaming except games. Uh, so uh, I think this sums it up uh, perfectly. Sums, sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Because they are trying to push for the gaming market, and the gaming market is either not willing to budge. Or the main the gaming market basically doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm just going to go with. I understand some of the things that are happening. I don't understand all of those because I don't think there is a, per- a single person on the planet that understands what's what uh, what is on the Apple's mind. Uh, but I would just say that I'm not impressed right now. The same. The same way that I was impressed when we were talking about the first generation of M1s yeah. and M2s, because they were amazing. They were. I think that right now they're stagnating and they are just uh, trying to define a way forward. Okay. Because the biggest, I think the biggest elephant in the room is that people do not need any more horsepower or any more power, CPU power on the laptops. Mm. Okay. Uh, Generally but, speaking, uh, you're correct. Joe, yeah. Yeah, generally speaking, you're correct. Regular Joe does not need uh, 16 gigabytes of RAM when it comes in configuration like um, uh, Apple does. Uh, Apple does right now, so they are pushing for 8 gigabytes as something that is a standard because they know that you don't need it. If you're using your office, if you're using uh, silicon uh, Apple Silicon optimized applications you are going to be more than uh, uh, doing your job well well enough, more than well enough, by just simply having 8 gigabits of RAM and uh, just using an M1. And this is one of those things that Apple is slowly, or did realize, and right now it is trying to um, get some money 
out of it while knowing that they are, won't be able to push for the new laptops. Okay, I have uh, two more things to say, one of, the, one of which is agreeing with you. I think that what mm. they're doing is uh, they're trying to market this as some kind of super big, very important event, whatnot, while at the same time it's not, nothing major happened. They didn't really introduce anything worth mentioning all that much. Anyway, this this whole launch is uh, much ado about nothing. Just like Intel's 14 gen CPUs, I would say, very good metaphor by you as well. But I have a thought that is definitely going to make you cry like a little baby. Are you ready? Yes. They didn't introduce new iMac Pro. Okay. But I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Yeah, nobody cares. But um, I was basically, when they're introducing new Mac Pros, I'm just waiting, uh, what is the next uh, form factor going to look like? Okay. They tried the toaster, they tried the urn, they tried... The, the, the lamp. The lamp. <laughs> so I just want to see what the next generation is going to look like. Anyways, uh, I think that we did uh, enough uh, in regards of uh, dunking on uh, Apple right now. Uh, maybe we should you think? think up because, yes, because I don't think that uh, Apple deserves more than what we, <laughs> what we said. Oh, more than 45 minutes of our time? Yes, because I think that this was longer than the actual uh, scary event. Yeah, like f three times longer, something like that. Okay, so and my and my guys are my hundred guys are getting uh, tired, and they need to be paid so, for. <laughs> That's awesome. So man. I need to I need, I need to keep the keep the cost low. Yeah, you need to lower the cost. So I have two questions for you. Question number one: Do we care? And question number two: Does this change in any shape or form our previous recommendation that we made months ago in our previous episode? Uh, let me just answer the second one first no uh go for the lower lowest model possible go for the air it doesn't have uh connections it only has two usb 3s and that's it but it is more than enough for everything that you're going to do and the other thing is that uh i think that we are a little bit wiser because we are seeing the stagnation uh, coming when it comes to new laptops. And I think that this is one of those things that is just pointing to it. We uh, stopped the uh, revolutionary, uh, just one more thing, uh, presentations, not because they uh, were boring, mm -hmm. but because there is nothing revolutionary left to do right now. Do you think it's just the law of diminishing returns or something else? Probably, yes. Uh, because I think that right now what people are expecting is that they want to have more uh, autonomy. And I think that what next needs to be upgraded is going to be uh, multiple screens. So they are going to need to find out the, uh, the way to uh, create multiple screens out of a normal uh, laptop. Because people like multiple screens. I think they're never going to do that. This is where we differ in opinion. I think that they are going to just keep on doing what they're doing and never add more uh, support for monitors because that's where what they're doing. Maybe they will enable it on some of the desktop models, maybe on, I don't know, the uh, the Mac 
uh, Ultra or something like that, but not on laptops. Because long ago they stopped supporting this and they're, I don't think they're going to uh, walk that back in a sense. Yes, and they're the making a mistake. Hand, you can, what you can do, you can uh, use the uh, any iOS device, you can use it as a second screen. Mm -hmm. You can connect to the uh, devices uh, using at least two technologies. Mm -hmm. So basically you can use the sidecar, you can use your device as a uh, place where you see the open, basically a taskbar, uh, where you can see uh, all the open uh, open uh, applications. Mm -hmm. And this is something that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And also there are uh, different ways of using uh, Windows uh, desktops uh, as screens for, uh, for uh, macOS. Mm -hmm. So I think that... You mean via slowly... third-party applications and network connection? Yes, but the thing is that we are slowly uh, converging. Uh, Windows is converging with Linux. Uh, Apple is converging with uh, Windows. Okay, not on their own, but uh, they are converging. Okay. So I think that we are going... The next thing that needs to get uh, broken through is the battery capacity. I think they have really excellent battery capacity here. They are saying that from 18 to 22 hours, if I remember correctly, from the spec sheets, which... I mean, two working days with that. I mean, the, the 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 complaint that I have about the amount of screens that I mentioned more than a few times, both now and in the episode that we did months ago, by the way, it's episode 23 uh, that we did many, many, many moons ago, which we, in which we discussed what's happening in the Apple market. So this was in, back in June. Okay. Uh, the problem that I have with uh, the, the screens is not because I'm some kind of a specialized use case and I'm crying because of myself. Wah, wah, wah. It's not that. It's the second you become any kind of content creator, doesn't really matter if it's static image, if it's video, if it's audio, or, or God forbid, everything uh, uh, interconnected between those three. That's when screen, screen real estate becomes very important. It's very difficult to do color grading and uh, do video editing, whatnot, on one screen. It's just very difficult to do. It's a completely human, let's say, uh, complaint, which I uh, think that uh, they should do something about. Not sure whether they will or will not, but I understand the memory bandwidth and the CPU, uh, CPU GPU integrated thing and sharing the bandwidth, all of that architectural, all of those architectural details, I really appreciate. Uh, that Apple has done that, but that shouldn't be to the detriment of the use case. And use case for the laptop is always going to be that there will be a lot of people who need multiple screens and not one. To to that end, I would actually like to go in the opposite direction because for a change, I've been the one who has been dunking on somebody. Usually you do that. Uh, I would like to say that I still very much appreciate and, and admire Apple for going in the direction of the architecture that they are doing. I also consider it to be the correct architecture from now to future until some kind of a new quantum shift in technology comes about, which doesn't ha happen all that often. I know that you think the same, and I uh, hope that they are going to keep on improving on that design and then you know, adding additional cores and more memory and memory bandwidth. They should increase the amount, uh, they should uh, increase the width of the memory controller there as well and do all of the things that we've already seen so many times play out in IT with, uh, you know, GPUs and whatever, uh, that those things have been happening for many, many years. But, I mean, kudos for the architecture and, you know, 
they get uh, none of none of the kudos for the products this time around. Um, I have just one thing to add because you were talking about the uh, professions that are doing the audio and, uh, and uh, video. I think that right now they are uh, pushing for the performance gains that nobody needs. Yeah. Uh, uh, right now you can do everything that you need to do uh, using the uh, existing um, M1s and M2s. Mm -hmm. M1 is completely capable of uh, real-time encoding to 4K streams. Mm -hmm. uh, you, so you can basically do uh, video editing on uh, M1 Air without any problems. The screen state is the only thing that you are missing, so you need a bigger screen. But other than that, there is no visible difference uh, when it comes to uh, doing stuff. Uh, if we are uh, ignoring the gaming, and we are ignoring the gaming because there are no games for the MX right now. There are and some, but not all that much. But the number of games is uh, surprisingly high because I tried, I installed them on the, I installed Steam and I tried to play some games. But the problem was that the amount of games that are AAA titles, so the best titles, mm -hmm. is low. When it comes to general gaming, mm -hmm. I think something like 60 or 70% of the games are available, that are available on Steam. But you don't get as good as games as you can get on, on the PC. Mm -hmm. But anyways, let's uh, let's how, actually and say before we wrap this up. How do you uh, how, how, uh, let's say uh, right now you're uh, again an Apple user, you have your laptop. How would you cross that divide? What would you do? Would you buy a Steam Deck or something like that, or would you just forget about the games? Just forget about the games. Really? Yes. <laughs> because it's it's uh, easier to do video editing on the laptop than it is to do gaming. Okay. In, in, uh, while gaming, you need a mouse. You actually need a mouse because it's completely inconvenient to use the trackpad. Mm -hmm. So you need a mouse, you need the keys. And when you think about it, uh, having your uh, hands uh, positioned like this and trying to do something is inconvenient. Okay. So gaming on the laptop requires some sort of a, an outside uh, pointing device, either a trackball or a mouse or something like this. And it's just not convenient. So some of the games are going to make sense, but a lot of them are not. Okay. If you say so, Mr. And, Mr. Gamer. And I must say that, uh, on the other hand, I still have my uh, at least 3 plus 1 screens uh, on my PC, so I can uh, merrily game uh, whenever I want. Uh, Same. And I don't have any problems with using the PC for any, any, any usage. The Mac is a nice thing to have while outside and while working, but or to I or to be a hipster among guy. hipsters. Yes, it's just one of those things, because uh, it makes sense for some of the usage cases, but not for all or all of them. Yeah, and that's actually a problem because Apple used to be better at that. Yes, I know. I and know. this is my primary gripe with what they are doing right now, actually. I would uh, I would argue that the, uh, the models that they did before M1 were much more generally usable, in a sense. That's my point, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Okay. Well, 
this has been fun, but it's still close to a one hour episode. Uh, we just can't seem to shake that off. Uh, okay. Do you want to add any conclusionary words or should I? Uh, you do it because you were the one who started it. Oh, so I should be the end of it as well. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, okay. So this was uh, uh, an episode of that IT show podcast related to the latest uh, M3 M Apple uh, different types of computing devices. So iMacs, uh, MacBook Pros, whatnot. Uh, I think it's clear from the, the discourse that we had in this episode that we are not overly happy with these products or the launches or the products themselves. Hopefully Mac will be, uh, or Apple will do better uh, in the next generation. But while we wait for that to happen, uh, he's been Yaspin, I've been Vedran, and we'll see each other in the next episode. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.